Blog Talk Radio.
to be here today. This is a special edition of Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And today is Global Peace Day. Yay! And you will not believe some of the guests that I have in my studio right now. I have quite a few interesting, amazing individuals that have each done their own contribution to the world and we're bringing about an awareness of peace. Um, Just so everybody knows, International Day of Peace um, you know, is calling for a full day of global ceasefire on September 21st. Um, we're trying our best, um, you know, to do this. And I have some really great guests. And what I'd like to do first is bring on someone that has called in from um, the reservation, actually, and from his um, small village which is Vernon, who is the elder, um, one of the elders with the Hopi Indians. And I also have in the studio along with me Sandy and Sarah. So let me bring um, uh, Vernon in first because he's going to do a um, uh, talk about peace. And I'm going to bring also Sarah and I'm going to bring in Sandy. Everybody's here. So first, um, I have Sarah, are you there? Uh-huh, yes. Okay, and Sandy, are you there? Hi. Hi, everyone. And Vernon? Yeah, I'm here. I just got on. Oh, there you are, Vernon. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so glad Sandy was able to to, um, coordinate this with us. And um, I really think it's important that we talk a lot about what um, Global Peace Day is for everybody because we have peace on every different angle here. And I'd really like to talk about Black Mesa Trust and talk about maybe you could talk a little bit about the Hopis and about your um, vision for peace because um, I think it's really important that our listeners hear this. And also I want to let everyone know if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. There is a chat room that's open also and... It will be available on iTunes afterwards if you'd like to listen to it after. So, Vernon, welcome yes. to the show. I'm so happy you're here, and I'm so I'm so honored. Are glad you there? Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you're here too. So, Vernon, I I know that you're going through a lot there at the reservation and your and your village, and I'd love for you to maybe open our show with a prayer for peace and maybe talk a little bit about the Hopis and how peace plays plays a part of the Hopis because Hopis are really all about peace and bringing about awareness. Okay. Uh, I uh, first of all need to just say I might not be on the phone that long. I'm on the cell. Okay. Cell phone. And I think my 
battery might be given out. I forgot to charge it, but the hope you have a, a basic prayer, very simple. Um, let there be a life. Let it be a good life. Let it be forever. That's the prayer right there. We we do this every morning. And we offer prayers to six directions. Uh, one to the um, the earthly sea from whence we all originate. Mm-hmm. And then to the celestial sea. We travel to the celestial sea when our journey ends on the earth, the earthly planet. Wow. And then on the earth, we have uh, four directions represented by four different colors of corn, varieties of corn that we raise here on the high desert where we have no water to irrigate with, no rivers, lakes. We're completely dependent on the blessing of the cloud people. But we've been surviving for over a thousand years here on Black Mesa in northern Arizona, uh, which is the heart of uh, the Hopi land. Um, the four colors are um, represent um, four basic um, races of people, red, yellow, white, blue. And we uh, offer prayers for world peace every day. Hopi, by the way, means peace. We are a very peaceful people, Mm -hmm. Uh, nonviolent. We don't believe in going to war. we don't take up arms unless we are unless we have to defend ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so we uh, hear so much about the children of all races suffering all over the world because of mankind's uh, misconduct. Kids are starving, dying, suffering. And that is not what Hopi uh, accept. We believe in a long life for everybody, a good, long, productive life. We offer that prayer to every Hopi child when he or she is born and reaches a 20th day where we give names to the child. And so we uh, bless the child and pray for a long life until he falls asleep. We call it, you call it dying. We don't. There's no such thing as death in Hopi. There's just a transition. Just a transition, constant transition. And so we uh, offer that kind of prayer to every infant. Um, and then we make a symbolic house make, made with cornmeal. We raise corn, like I said, six varieties of it. 
And it's a symbolic house, a safe house for the infant. And so we um, don't feel right when children are suffering all over the world because of the way we are behaving. And we hope it will end, that peace will once again prevail. We all have a right to life, Mm -hmm. not just humankind, but all forms of life have a right to life, a long life. And life is not possible unless we have uh, water to drink. And I know there are children that don't have safe drinking water. It's it's terrible what they have to drink. Um, So we uh, are all dependent on fresh water. Life is not possible without fresh water. And we are connected with waters, all the continents and the islands. Just imagine leaves flowing into a pond. They settle on the pond and they float. But they're all connected through water. That's what we believe as Hopis. We're all brothers and sisters all over the world. We're all connected. Not just to the people all over the world, but also to the um, to the universe, again through water, because air is basically mist. It's our breath, we call it. And so we're connected to the planets, to life that's out there. Hope you believe there is life out there in the cosmos. Uh, and that's what Hopi is all about. We're all for peace. We pray for it every day. We don't just have a day of peace. It's every day we do meditations and prayers. We are a small tribe of 10,000 people uh, living in um, northern Arizona, east of the Grand Canyon, about 70 miles. And um, we've been there the longest of any other tribe, over a thousand years. We're still here. We're still farming. We're still doing meditations and prayers. And we say all the time that if we all put our hearts and minds together, we can create the kind of energy that is needed to create peace and do away with warfare. Beautiful. That's my message to you. Your message to the world, I think. Very touched by your your thoughts today, and I know Sandy and Sarah are as well. We're just kind of in awe right now. Um, I'd like to touch on Black Mesa Trust and about how we can help you with your water and about um, everything, because I know Sandy will touch on that a little bit later. Um, tell us a little bit about what's going on there right now. Well, um, back in 1970, a mining mm-hmm. corporation 
came onto our land and started yeah. extracting uh, coal on Black Mesa, which is very yeah. sacred to the Hopis. It's our shrine, yeah. it's our Necca, it's our temple. Uh, it's shaped like a, a human hand, a cup oh, wow. human hand, if you fly over it. Mm-hmm. And inside the cup is the world's largest deposit of good, high-quality coal. And also fresh water, pristine fossil water put there, according to hydrologists, um, between 15 and 35,000 years ago, depending on where you go for the water. Mm-hmm. Um, the mining company started using the fresh water. They insist on using fresh water because it is so soft. You know, it has a uh, so soft that it it doesn't corrode the uh, slurry pipeline, which is how coal is transported from Black Mesa, 270 mm-hmm. miles. A generating station, Mojave Generating Station in Laughlin, Nevada, uh, through a huge pipe. Uh, the uh, coal is ground up and mixed with water 50-50 and pushed through this pipe, and it goes 24 hours delivering coal to Mojave, which is uh, um, operated and owned by Southern Cal Edison. Mm-hmm. Well, we um, organized uh, back in 1998 the Hopi, myself and other elders, we want to save the water, and the only way we could do it was to shut down a mining operation. This was in 1998. Um, in 2005, we were able to, along with other environmental groups, we were able to shut down the uh, the coal slurry pipeline at the end of 2005, a huge victory. Uh, they were using, the, the company was using over about 4,000 acre-feet of water per year. Uh, to operate uh, their 2,500 megawatt generating station that delivers reliable electricity to Southern California and Nevada. We were able to um, shut it down and did a big favor for Californians because we cleaned up the air, and we've never been recognized for that. Mm -hmm. That was our first big victory. But by that time, over 45 billion gallons of water, pristine water, was pumped out, gone forever. That amount of water would have supported 10,000 members of the Hopi tribe for over 300 years. It's gone in 30, 35 years. Um, mining is still going on. Coal is delivered to another huge generating station called Navajo Generating Station. Uh, it's transported by rail, electric rail, uh, rail, and not not through a slurry pipeline, but it's still using about 1,200 acre feet of water. When Mojave was using uh, uh, over 4,000 acres of water, we were getting paid uh, $1.67 per acre foot, approved by the, our trustees, the United States government. Wow. An acre feet is 326,000 gallons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we were getting, dollar sixty-seven cents. Uh, now it's gone up to hundred and fifty, still pretty cheap, and still a lot of water being pumped to 
to operate a mining operation to reduce coal dust and clean up the coal because the owners of Navajo generating demands clean coal, and so that rings it down. An awful mm-hmm. waste of water. So now we uh, on the, our need help uh, to finally put an end to the mining operation, and in that way, we will save water for future generations. We will save Colorado River water because a naval generating station uses about 32, uh, 3,200 uh, acre feet of water to run mm-hmm. the plants. And we have another way the Navajo Generating Station can continue so the 500 Navajos that are working there can still continue to work there, but we don't want that plant to be running with coal. Right. Uh, So we have a a proposal to use cleaner energy sources. And when this happens, the uh, amount of water taken from Colorado River would be reduced significantly. And we will also contribute significantly to reducing the global warming. So we are a small group of people are doing a lot of work. We are now, uh, we have now developed a resolution that we want to deliver to United Nations, but we don't know how to do it. We've never dealt with the United Nations. But it has to do with protection of memory. We call it memory. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason we're doing that is because in the process of mining coal, Peabody has destroyed unknown number of historical sites, archaeological sites, burial sites. Our ancestral villages have been pretty much destroyed. We don't know how much. We don't know the magnitude of the destruction. And so we uh, have a resolution to protect Plaka Mesa as a cultural landscape. Mm-hmm. It's our, it's our, um, it's where our memories are, our history and memories. Mm-hmm. And it's important to have a memory, as you all know. We all say, "Remember when?" or "I remember when," you know. And uh, so we're trying to preserve memory uh, through this resolution that we want to introduce. But it's not just to protect the sacred areas at Black Mesa, but sacred places all over the world. See, yeah. we are a we we just don't focus on just our own tribe. We are consider ourselves fathers, the children of all races. We care for everybody, the whole world. We care for what's happening all over the world in terms of water contamination, global warming, climate change, and all the destruction that's now going on, being that's still going on. So that's kind of what we are now doing, a tiny tribe. Uh, but we say, if you will join us, we can create the kind of energy that is needed to bring holiness back to Mother Earth, to start healing Mother Earth. We can create enough energy, enough vibration 
to make mm-hmm. that happen. And that's we are gifted with that ability by the Creator. We we were gifted with the mind, intelligence, so we can imagine the hands, so we can make models, build things. Language, so we can communicate in all kinds of ways, not just words, through mathematics, arts, so forth and so on. And when you put all these stuff, things together, gifts together, we call it, we are truly created in the image of God. We live in a mystical world, mystery, mystical world Mm -hmm. that we don't quite understand. Uh, But hope is due, understand. Yes. Scientists are looking at bits and pieces of it, and they're beginning to come up with some pretty interesting theories and laws. Uh, But just fragments of it. I've seen quite a few specials on that. Mm -hmm. I've seen quite a few... I've seen quite a few documentaries lately. It seems they're really talking a lot about the Hopis and the stars and um, about your background, and I think it's beautiful. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to let you validate to, to you that I personally have been seeing it even more so. And I think it's a silent message to all of us that, we need to do something. And also, I wanted to make sure when Sandy comes on, she does give out the websites that are on Facebook where we can go and help you. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you were talking about how science now is just starting to look at you. I didn't want to throw you off track. So would you carry on with that? Because I really think our listeners are really interested in this. And again, yeah. if you missed the beginning of this, it will be on iTunes. And it is a special edition today. We are talking to Vernon from the Hopi Indian tribe, um, an elder. And uh, carry on, um, Vernon. I'm really grateful well, that your phone's still I charged. Can, <laughs> I, I can uh, talk a long time about what I call Hopi science. Mm-hmm. And Hopi science is absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western science is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're slowly getting there, and within the last 30 years or so, you know, we've entered a new areas of physical science called quantum physics, mechanics. I've mm-hmm. read a little bit about it. But um, what they're coming out with confirms what hope is already know. It's all I can say about it. We do ceremonies where we can be the moon at any instant. And wow. Even uh, I would like to do that. And, and, <laughs> I would love to uh, do no, that. No, you can't. <laughs> it's uh, only a million okay, Hopis who are initiated into a society. And, well, and I know you, Sandy's been initiated. Through, you know, I know that. And it's, I want to yeah, be initiated. And it's done through Kachina ceremonies, yeah. Kachina ceremonies. Sandy, you got to take me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then, um, so... Uh, when we do our ceremony, mm-hmm. we can be anywhere, anytime, any place. Wow. wow. And when the Come dancing on. is over, we're back yeah. to ourselves. 
They've been doing this for over a thousand years. We still, we're still doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Water is indestructible, hope you say. It mm-hmm. just changes forms, liquid, solid, vapor. You can't destroy it. Uh, hope is believe very strongly that we live in an energy field vibrations. Mm-hmm. Everything vibrates. Everything. You know, uh, even rocks, pebbles on the shore vibrate. We live in a state of vibration. We live in an energy field. And we simply, we explain that with a simple words, so, so, himu, ponini, tota, everything vibrates. Everything is in a state of vibration. And through the energy field, we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. We are part of the universe, and the universe is of us. I can keep talking and talking and talking, but I know I like to hear from other guests. I think that we're so honored to be able to have you here today because I think that it's coming from all different directions here. We have Sandy who's going to be talking about water again, and she has company H2Mom. And then we have Sara, who's going to be talking a lot about the different things that she's working on, which is another completely different um, aspect. And then myself, where Global Peace Day has been very important to me ever since I was a a child. Um, You know, I've always been very much into peace. And you know, um, we we have we want to hear what you have to say because um, I know you're a very hard person to get on the phone, and I know it's hard to get to the village there. And so, for us to have you here today, and I know that you just recently went to the, I know you recently went um, and you met the Obamas. You met President Obama, didn't you? No, I, I met uh, president. I met President Clinton. Okay. Uh, but we did get a nice little letter when uh, my wife and I had a 50th wedding anniversary from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Obama. Oh, fantastic. Uh, congratulating us, yeah. And yeah, Holly, I'd, I'd like to help, um, you know, share Vernon's websites and how people can go on and learn yeah, more about do that Black Mesa Trust and their cause mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what we're doing. So, um, if if anybody's uh, interested in helping with fundraising, we're we're really reaching out to people to help us uh, raise funds, uh, just to keep operations running, to be able to support Vernon in going to the uh, United Nations to speak and other places where he's needed as a speaker to help bring awareness to what's going on on Black Mesa. Uh, people can visit www.blackmesatrust.org 
Also, the uh, website that is helping preserve and protect our cultural historic sites around the world is right, R-I-G-H-T, to the number two, memory.com, and you will see um, the uh, resolution there to help um, protect uh, our, our cultural and historic sites, monuments, artifacts around the world. And um, we're also doing a fundraiser on GoFundMe, gofundme.com slash Save Hopi. If anybody would like to make a quick donation there, you can also donate at blackmesatrust.org. And Black Mesa is also on Facebook as well. Facebook and Twitter. Yep. And um, getting back to you, Vernon, I heard you is, um, I know that your wife Becky is there with you, and um, I want to, thank both of you for being here today. I think it's so important because um, Hopi does mean peace and your whole entire outlook on everything just really is mind-boggling I'm sure to a lot of people but it's really getting down to the, to the, to the, the heart of the matter and I think it all starts at the beginning and um I think that's really important. We lost Vernon. <laughs> okay. We lost him. He'll maybe maybe he'll call back in. Maybe he'll plug his phone in and he'll he'll charge it. But you know, that was really beautiful. Um and for everyone that was listening live, please, please, please I've posted links on my Facebook and I'll post links on also, I know this is a very huge passion because I know Sandy has been working really diligently and hard on um, getting the Black Mesa Trust up, and um, we would like to really help them. And I know that there is a talk about doing a fly a flyover, um, an SOS flyover, because of the fact that they are planning on building on sacred ground in the Grand Canyon, which um, we can talk about. Um, when Sandy gets into that a little bit later. But right now, I just want to say um, about, uh, a little bit of history. The first Peace Day was observed in 1982, but as Vernon very eloquently said, they've been practicing peace ever since the beginning, and they pray for peace every day. So with that being said, and hopefully Vernon will call back in, um, and and I was very touched by everything he said because he's an amazing plethora of information. Um, I I know Sandy, you're here. I know Sarah, yeah. you're you're very limited on time. I want to let everyone know that the chat room is open. If you'd like to call in, it's three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And Sandy, while I'm talking to Sarah. Maybe you want to try to call Vernon back and let him know because I think he was a little stressed out. I heard him talking, saying that he was going to get cut off. Maybe you want to call him on your other phone and let him know it's okay and okay. plug it in. Okay. Yeah, and Sarah, yeah, yeah, because I don't want him stressed out because he oh, sounded no, no. Um, and upset. Also, um, just before we introduce Sarah, I wanted to just say two things that are in relationship to what you started the show with. Um, this morning I listened to the United Nations Youth Summit uh, on mm-hmm. Peace today, and it was it was so great. Um, today is the 70th anniversary of the United Nations. Yep. 
And it's also 70 years ago since the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And so there is a group of youth, uh, it's at internationalyouthsummit.org, that have come together to become the generation of change, a youth pledge for nuclear abolition. And so what's so amazing about this group of, of young people is that they've created a pledge to to do away with nuclear weapons on the planet um, by the time mm -hmm. their generation becomes leaders. And it's a really beautiful site. So if you get a chance, um, listeners, please check out internationalyouthsummit.org. And there's still 16,000 nuclear weapons on the planet. And even in the face of just an accident, it is just completely destructive to, you know, humanity. So it's Crazy. really something peace it's a goal for yeah. peace the youth that's, are that's, out there at the united nations too today. crazy too yeah. crazy yeah and then um what i'm going to do right now is have you call vernon i'm going to okay. talk with sarah and right. then i'd like to reintroduce you and then maybe talk about your hotto um you know for the peace for the children and your projects that you're working on so sarah are you with us Yes, I am. There you are. Sarah, why don't you introduce yourself to all our listeners, because I do see quite a lot of people listening, and tell everyone a little bit about what you are doing and, and a little bit about, about your background. So I've got an extensive bio from you, and it's very impressive. <laughs> I'll, I'll it try is. to keep it really short. And no, quick. it's awesome. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Between you I and mean, I and Sandy, we could, we could like probably – go and blow a few buildings down, you know, <laughs> you know, with our breath, not with bombs, with our love rays from our hearts, you know. So, yeah, so so go for it, Sarah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for having me on the show, and I really want so to, happy to here. Um, yeah, extend my gratitude to Sandy as well because she mentioned to me if I wanted to join in today for the show. Absolutely. And um, and I I I am so honored to be part of this International Peace Day. And um, to be honest with you, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about the background, so I was looking up the information today myself, and you know, learning that UN started this. And um, there are so many um, gratitude days and peace days and so forth. So this one was um, very significant, and I'm really grateful that I'm aware of it now. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, and just a little bit about myself is that, you know, yes. I'm really an ordinary citizen, you know, who um, who I really have this passion. I think we all do. Um, to do what's right. And, um, you know, I've been, um, really I think I feel right now I'm at a crossroad in my life where um, I really want to be part of the solution. And mm -hmm. um, and it can start with one, you know, one person, you know, uh, a little group. And that's how, it, you know, all the change has occurred. Changes have occurred. And so I want to be part of that. And so becoming a part of that for me meant that in my bio I mentioned that um, a couple of years ago I decided to, I came in a fork in my life where I wanted to become either a chef or a dietitian. And I've been doing a lot of food work in my 
previous life, you know, working in the hospitality industry, and I just loved food, and I also hated food, <laughs> um, and had challenging times with it. And I think that for me, what I found is that um, we are we seem to be losing this connection. And like Vernon said, you know, bringing the holiness back to earth and ourselves, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say that it's an ongoing daily practice. Um, I think spirituality, uh, peace, praying, you know, that, uh, my yoga practice, things like that, you know, I, I do it every day because it's kind of like taking a shower. You know, you, you yeah, can't just no, pray totally. for one day and then not yeah. for seven days. <laughs> yeah, you it's something that is you know? bred in you. It's something you do every day. Yeah, exactly. I totally get it. And you said food, and I don't know if you know this, I am a foodie, not meaning I eat, I love to eat a bunch of food, I love to create. So you and I have yeah. a lot in a lot <laughs> in common. I don't know if Sandy told you, I have cooking on FB, and um, I talk about food pretty much on every one of my shows. So here we are, and Red Velvet Media, I mean, where do you think that came from? Red Velvet's my favorite cake. And it was years ago. I came up with the name Red Velvet Media, and now there's Red Velvet Toothpaste and Red Velvet Shampoo. So I should have really capitalized on the name Red Velvet because now everybody, I even have Red Velvet. I even have Red Velvet Record Company. So there you go. You know. Well, but getting back to you, getting back to you. So you have yoga, okay? Okay, so. So a, a little bit about how I chose, mm-hmm. well, I became a dietitian because I I just felt that, you know, becoming a dietitian and understanding food um, in the way that dietitians do um, mm-hmm. would give me a lot more at this point in my life to be able to help others um, to oh, yeah. either become healthy um, or, and I'll talk a little bit in a minute about, you know, um, helping the planet to get healthy or as mm-hmm. well. So, um, chef, I love cooking. I still would love to do it on the side and enjoy it, but I just didn't see myself peeling potatoes and climb, climbing up that kitchen, you know, ladder. So, um, so here I am. Uh, I have been a dietitian for two years, and I went through the traditional route per se because I thought that um, just by getting that qualification, it'll get me in the door in many places and start to make change from within. And one of the work, two, I have two, many loves, but um, my two focuses are, you know, uh, as I said in my bio, working from a population-based uh, work, changing the environment, changing the surrounding of us, and not so much holding the person responsible, um, 100% or however many percent responsible for his or her um, health status or weight status particularly, um, mm-hmm. Because when we live in such, you know, here in the U.S., we are inundated with unhealthy products and unhealthy foods and marketed mm-hmm. to, and, you know, it's very difficult. And, the, you know, we have a car society and we drive everywhere and so forth, So, and everything's getting automated. So when you combine all of that together, it is a modern illness, I think, of not moving and eating extremely high calorie, high salt, high fat, you know, type of highly processed foods. So um, growing up in a country like that, you know, like our good old USA, um, I wanted to 
um, work at a level that would help a lot of people. And I love the one-on-one clinic work and counseling and so forth, and I'd love to do that on the side. I love educating. Um, and I now studies show that nutrition education alone will not lead to behavior change, um, sustained behavior change. Um, and I know this myself. You know, when I have junky food in the house, even having a dietitian degree and master's degree and, you know, I, I know all this, it's just human nature. I think we all have, um, we tend to have a seafood diet, as you have heard most likely, that whatever uh-huh. we see, that's what we're going to want. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit of the background that I have. I've worked in um, the in community nutrition um, arena, uh, and I love um, nutrition policy work and advocating for um, what you know what would bring the most health for um, the masses. Um, it's a it's a very tedious and time consuming work. I I am practicing patience <laughs> uh, doing this type of work, but also um, learning a lot on the way um, in regards to what I really want to advocate um, within community nutrition as well as um, uh, certain diets. No, totally. You know, you know, it's funny. I really got in touch with a lot of the food stuff by when I, paid, I was faced with my own personal health crisis, and Sandy knows about it about a year, well, probably a year ago in July. And so for me, I became more aware, but I was always really a healthy eater because I grew up mostly in Europe. So eating for me was like mostly salads and really healthy food. And then um, my um, daughter's father was um, French Moroccan, so we, you know, cooking a lot of that food was very healthy because it's all very, it's like tapas, you know, very, very healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, like, you know, I, I, I just cooked basically my whole life ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I got into knowing more about healthy eating habits and, I actually met with a dietitian and all that when I went through my health crisis. And then I got turned on to someone um, called the Food Babe, which I'm sure you've heard of her, Mm -hmm. um, where she has, you know, gotten a lot of, raised a lot of awareness about different things, GMOs and stuff like that. But I think that we need someone like yourself that's going to teach real nutrition, not just selling products that go mm-hmm. along with it like you were talking about where mm-hmm. I really respect Vonnie and I do mm-hmm. and I think she's awesome and I think it's great she can tell us where to get the products but I think it's really important also that we are able to do it for the people that aren't able to afford to go out and buy a bullet or go out mm-hmm. and buy they can use their own blender or they can use whatever I mean that's really important, and I know you as a nutrition probably are faced with that every day with people coming in saying, God, I just can't afford to go all organic. I just can't afford to go into the market and go all organic. But, you know, now you and I both know I'm in an area where it's self, you know, we, we sustainable farming, okay, mm-hmm. grow my own vegetables, grow my own stuff. A lot of people can't do that. Right. And so, you know, um, buy local, farmer's markets, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. So what recommendations would you have for people? Because, 
eating is really important, as I was told by a nutritionist about food so that my body was at peace and I wasn't eating food that made me angry. And mm-hmm. one of the foods I read that I, that Heather, and it was really kind of ironic, and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but they said that, um, you know, when you eat um, certain meats, when the animal is, you know, um, mm-hmm. slaughtered, mm-hmm. there's a hormone that's released. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't eat meat because I do, but there's mm-hmm. a hormone that's released and it makes you angry mm-hmm. when you eat it. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that, but mm-hmm. um, I do know I feel a lot better when I'm eating really healthy foods and more at peace with myself. So let's talk about a peaceful diet and how we can create peace for ourselves mm-hmm. and what you teach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, actually it was a little bit of a giveaway then um, for entering into the subject matter because I I had a quiz for the listeners and yourself. And I was going to say, what do you find, what's the commonality between Plato, Sir Isaac Newton, Vincent van Gogh, Albert Einstein, Henry Ford, and Benjamin Franklin? And Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, Leonardo. (laughs) Wait a minute, let me think. They're, they well, they were all painters. Well, they were all creators. Yes. Right. Uh, they and I'm all. I'm going to give you a hint. Beauty. I'm going to give you a hint. So okay. the most current. Were they vegetarian? That I can throw in in this mix would be um, Alicia Silverstone. Ah, oh, they were vegetarians. They were vegans. <laughs> yep. Vegans. Yep. <laughs> yes. So wow, are you kidding part me? Part of their life or entire life. Um, are you kidding me? I didn't even that know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, I have a quote from Pythagoras. Yes. And you know how long ago this was. But he mm-hmm. said, as long as man continues to be the ruthless destroyer of lower living beings, he will never know health or peace. For as long as men massacre animals, they will kill each other. Indeed, he who sows the seed of murder and pain cannot reap joy and love. And that was Pythagoras. He was a vegetarian, vegan vegetarian as well. Yeah, and Sandy, I actually wrote down that quote because... Yeah, um, that's crazy. I didn't know know that. Veganism, yeah, veganism is the commonality among those that I just mentioned, and there are many others. but what I wanted to touch on today, and Sandy, thank you for that opening quote. Um, it's, you know, it is, it just, that quote really resonated with me as well today on this day of peace. And um, because, you know, I wanted to talk to the listeners as well as um, you too, Holly, and Sandy too, yeah. that, you know, this discussion of diet, you know, diet, peaceful diet, what does that really mean? And um, and I think that um, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll plug in here that um, Sandy actually mentioned about a you know a fairly new documentary called Cowspiracy. I'm sure you've heard mm-hmm. of it. I saw it. I cried, Sandy. Yeah, you told me I was and going to. There are many others like that. Although Cowspiracy touched on 
um, an, an area that I don't think any of the other documentaries have uncovered. And, uh, and when you know, it's kind of like when you know, you just can't really go back. And, and I think that, you know, I have a couple of quotes from, you know, peace leaders such as Mahatma Gandhi that I wanted to mention in a minute. But, um, you know, what I wanted to um, preface this, my session, um, and please let me know how many minutes I have because I, I would love oh, to hear Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Is that, you know, going vegan, what does, you know, when, when people say I'm a vegan, you know, or you should go vegan or vegan X, Y, and Z, you know, we all come from different, uh, like, we all have different reasons, right, for mm-hmm. becoming vegetarians, omnivore, you know, lacto-ovo, whatever, you know, I love meat, whatever the case is. And for veganism, you know, it comes from a few a few reasons, but like animal rights, environment, and health. But what I want to really message today out to the world on this day is that, you know, if we all do a little bit, we can change the world. And I think it scares a lot of people, um, and including myself. I mean, I, I grew up eating meat, and, you know, I we had chickens on a farm, you know, in Australia, and we had eggs laid, and my dad would, um, you know, have chicken on the table if the chicken became too old, you know, after five or six years, and the meat was tough, but we gave a lot of love, and so I've kind of done all that, you know. I haven't done the bigger farming, but so... So my thing is that, you know, if people want to go vegan for their own reasons, fabulous. You know, knowing what we have, the limited resources that we have on the planet, um, and especially water and land use, um, you know, and the methane gas and all that, it's just not sustainable. So knowing that, you know, I just wanted to open up, you know, to your listeners, to think about and feel about why why eat what we eat, you know, why do I, where does this come from, you know, how was it made, how did it live, how did it get processed, who's mm-hmm. making the money, who's behind this, and I think for me the most important thing is to become aware. I think that's the first step is to, even if you decide to eat eat the meat, I think having awareness of it and gratitude towards the life that was sacrificed goes a heck of a long way than not wanting to know or not knowing or just not questioning. And this doesn't just go for meat. You know, this goes for conventional um, produce, um, packaged foods, um, water, uh, different beverages, um, you know, coffee and, I mean, everything that we do. So... Even clothing, right? Like recently I discovered about the sheep industry and the wool industry, which I mm-hmm. really did not know. That shocked me. So, and not all farms are like that, but um, most industrial, you know, uh, manu- factory manufactured clothing would be that way. Um, so just, I just wanted to open up, um, you know, all of our hearts today to ask the question. Ask the question of, why why am I doing what I'm doing, you know, and to um, 
pause, you know, to have a pause between our action mm-hmm. um, and our our thinking and our action, you know, and uh, actually, because we're voting with our dollars. So I think becoming a dietitian and I, you know, I, I'm open to, you know, people eating, a, you know, you know, we say meatless Mondays, but, you know, if everyone on, you know, in the U.S. did that, that'll make a huge impact on the amount of meat that's been produced. Um, so what I'm saying is, you know, it's not like I'm here wanting to preach everyone should go and must go vegan. It's just step one is awareness and questioning and really knowing yourself and myself and saying, what do I value? Do I, you know, and it takes it takes a lot to think. It takes a lot to stop and think and question. Um, it's much easier, I think, to just buy whatever that's easy and cheap and, you know, whatever the case is, than to stop and think, you know. And so that's all I, I think today I want to ask is, you know, for all of us to understand the ripple effect, um, the energetic, you know, ripple effect of doing something, not just eating, but even driving and cutting someone off or, (laughs) you know, tailgating someone or um, helping someone open a door or not, not holding the door for them or, you know, just, you know, like active peace. And the quote that I wanted to mention um, is from Mahatma Gandhi. And he said, this is one of his more famous quotes, so I'm sure a lot of your listeners may have heard of it. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. To my mind, the life of a lamb is no less precious than that of a human being. And there was a great quote from Joaquin Phoenix, and he said, it takes nothing away from a human to be kind to an animal. So... You know, it's not about, like, it's better to be vegan, vegans are better. I think there's a lot of this type of discussion that gets thrown around sometimes, or you're not really vegan, or you're not really vegetarian if you do that. It's not about a label, you know. It's really, once again, I'm going to go back to awareness. Mm -hmm. And as long as we are awake and aware and we're questioning and understanding self, I do think that, like Vernon said, we have this innate ability to go back to peace. Mm-hmm. And my last thing is, you know, yesterday uh, when I was watching Cowspiracy, one of the um, scenes was about a farmer, you know, growing up on a farm. And when I was a young boy, I saw you know, the slaughter happened, and it was really difficult for me to watch it, but I just learned that this is the way it is, something like that. And I don't know this scientifically, but my question is, all of us, you know, we don't want to see animals suffering or being killed. I don't think most of us, 99.99% of us, I, you know, I want to say. So we kind of look away, and we don't, we, it just makes us really uncomfortable. And a mm-hmm. question that I had yesterday when I saw that film was, why why does it make us uncomfortable? Because we don't like to see pain, and we don't like to see suffering. And, you know, a lot of times when I've been eating, because I do eat meat, 
Um, yeah. And I do eat a lot of fish, but mm-hmm. most of my groups of food are are salad. Mm-hmm. You know, vegetables, um, homemade stuff. And I know Sandy can talk about her juicing days because she amazingly turned me on to this juicing thing. I didn't do at the time, but I'm willing to do it now, now that I'm becoming a little more stabilized in my dietary stuff. But mm. it's yeah, hard, I, you know? Me, it's hard to eat meat that for I me. Ask is, the question that I ask is, can I, I mean, we get our food in these packages at the store that don't even resemble the animal that was, you know, killed for the food. And the question I ask is, it, you know, if I had to go and kill that, you know, cow or chicken, could I do it? And if my answer is no, then why why am I eating it, you know? And, and like um, Sarah said, you know, it, it is, it's not about saying you're, this is wrong and I'm right because, you know, I, I'm a vegan or vegetarian. I think it's more about the level of awareness and being conscious of our choices and knowing, you know, the full impact of those choices, whether we're choosing factory farmed meat or we're trying to choose the meat, you know, that the animals are treated at least a little better than in the factory farms. Um, or just choosing to not eat meat at all because you know uh, the full impact of it on our planet and that we have 8 billion people on the planet and there just isn't enough, you know, land and water to sustain all of us with the meat production that we're in, the animal production that we're in right now, and that includes dairy as well. I know, um, totally get that. I mean, you're talking to me, I live in, I'm living in an area it's all farming, okay? I drive down the roads, I see cows to the left, I mm-hmm. see chickens, I get, I, you know, I mean, there's animals everywhere. And uh, um, the other night, um, unfortunately, somebody hit a deer in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and Sandy, I uh, wanted to call you, I was crying hysterically. I pulled over to the side of the road and put a blanket over it and held it. I just connected with it in its eyes is weird mm-hmm. and till it passed over the animal control came and I said you're going to bear and yeah, now you're going to laugh so you're going to you're going to bury you're going to bury the baby now right and they looked at me and they go yeah yeah and they go and and it's going to go into the fairy circle right cuz there's a fairy circle up here for all the animals that are it and they go yeah, we're going to put it in the fairy circle. And I was like, are you sure? You're going to put it, you're going to bury the deer in the fairy circle. (laughs) I thought I was nuts. But it's hard for, I think it's hard for a lot of people because like you said, we were all conditioned to eat a certain way. And, you know, if we were all conditioned to eat a certain way, we can be, we can condition ourselves to make changes healthier, like, I said I had to change my diet when I faced my own health crisis, like eating more fermented food, less um, processed sugar, and, and, and the stuff that you suggested to me, the juicing and um, all the different things. And um, I just think, you know, 
honestly, I have to tell you, I'm throwing my hands up here on this one. It's hard for me. It would be hard for me to do that. I think it would. I think it's, you're not alone, Holly. I think it's hard for a lot of people. So what do we do when we're hard, when when we're so frustrated and so yeah, and ha- like battle with ourselves with that? Marketed on do? the, you know, the, the Carl's Jr. and the McDonald's and all the... Don't bath- do that. I don't do that. No. Oh, but I mean, the average American probably, you know, has, and there's a lot of marketing involved in drink your milk, you know, that, you know, milk is what grows big, you know, gross bones and teeth, healthy teeth. I mean, this is all marketing. So we've been, you know, we've been suggested these, this advertising and marketing campaigns our entire lives. So um, one way that I look at it um, to move closer to a plant-based diet or a majority of a plant-based diet, because I don't believe in being rigid. I believe in being, a, you know, a, what do they call a flexitarian, you know, like that you're open. And that I think that's most important. I think when activists are very angry and rigid and it's one way and or, you know, no way at all, it's um, it, that energy does not contribute to peace and love and gratitude and compassion on the planet. I mean, you can't do something right but then be mad at the rest of the world because they're not doing it, you know. And I think that's a very important. Our energy puts as much output as everything else, and that's probably going to lead to what I'm going to speak about. But I, the one thing I love about plants and what I think about is when I'm eating my salad or my cooked broccoli or my vegetables, I'm just really consuming the light of the sun and the power mm-hmm. of sun. And it's like yep. that energy is fueling me and I'm being fueled by light because plants transpire and they bring in light energy and they turn it into chlorophyll and they turn it into vital nutrients. So that's, that's true. just, you know, one way to kind of look at those things. I hear all the um, babies. That's my little dog, uh, Angel Squeaky. I hear that. She agrees. I hear that. Yeah. And we can talk about Yogi, your 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 doggy that went to the next place that has his own Facebook page. Yes, he's an uh, amazing Yogi dog. Yogi he's on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and mm-hmm. his um, his mantra is peace for all nations and all relations, including the four legged cool. leggeds and the winged ones, and that. Um, you know, really seeing all all life on Earth. Like Vernon said, it's not just the humans. There's there's all life that exists in everything on Earth. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, Sarah, um, I want to ask you, what do you say to your clients when they say to you, when you ask them about and 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 I and like I said, my eating habits have changed. Like I'm eating less and less and less um, meat. I'm eating. I'm always a sal. I've always been a salad and a vegetable person, and I'm really creative and cook with it. And I was really bummed out when I was told I couldn't eat tofu anymore. I I just can't because it's a hormonally based um, product, and it's not good for some types of people with the health challenges I had. Um, so, what do you say to your clients that come to you that are eating meat? Um, they do, and they're aware. I mean, I I've seen PETA. I'm you know, I've I've done all that. What do you say to them when they say, I really want to try? Do you do, you do it gradually? Do you tell them to try once in a while just to go, like, little at a time? 
Yeah, so I think, like I said in, you know, um, a few minutes ago, is that the first step is that awareness, that um, becoming awake, you know, um, and understanding the consequences and the benefits and being able to weigh out the pros and cons of our actions. And when once we've done that, you know, we've opened that door. And I think that seed is sown, you know, and however that might grow would depend on each individual. So your question and your feelings are valid um, in terms of, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do that? That's not frustrating because I feel it bad. Is, it is. I feel, feel bad. bad. And then you're like, Part of me feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I understand then, that. And I, I but, do agree with Sandy about Yeah. Um, but then the, I feel empowered, too. I feel really empowered because I've been turned on to things that I never would have tried before, like, um, you know, um, with more fermented foods and the possibilities of kale and, and the different um, nutrient values of beets and stuff like that, things I had never eaten before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I totally am grateful for that. And uh, just so you know, there's an amazing program called the Series Program that's available in our area, and you need to look it up because you'd be so turned on to it because you're in this area. And um, they are sustainable farming and provide healthy meals for people that are dealing with different types of health crises or want to eat food that is um, sustainably farmed and also um you know, good for you. Um, you know, in mm-hmm. a, in a healthier in a healthier way as you're as you're talking about. Now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you really quick, I want to ask um, how would they go about doing that? Because if they want to get in touch with you in regards to dietary and all that, and then I'd like to move on and let and have Sandy talk a little bit about water and about everything that's going on. But um, please tell our listeners how they would reach you and. Um, where, where you said you have a yoga class? Do you teach yoga? Um, no, I don't teach yoga. I just do Ashtanga yoga practice, um, self practice. Okay. Now I used to have a teacher down in LA. Nice. Um, but if people would like to join me or you know have any questions, um, I'm I'm a student as well. I'm really wanting to actively uh, promote a um, like a world peace diet type of thing and. Like you were mentioning, not 100%, it could be 10%, it could be 5%. You know, the first step is just to see where you can do something um, Mm -hmm. if you want to do something. You know, and I think only those people would probably contact me. Um, But my email address is sarapack at gmail.com. So Sara, S as in Sam, Mm A-H-R-A, P as in pig, (laughs) A-K, at gmail.com. And um, I'd be happy to receive emails, and um, we can go from there uh, for anyone who would like to um, contact me. Um, And I want to leave, you know, because sometimes I think veganism or vegan diet talks tend to kind of lean towards, you know, how animals are mistreated and Mm -hmm. bad news um, all around. But I wanted to share a good news before I hand it over to Sandy is that – I don't know if you know Ocean Robbins. Mm-hmm. He's he's the son of John Robin, Robbins, mm-hmm. and um, I subscribe to his um, newsletter. And the great news is 
As a result, in 2014 alone, because we're kind of doing more plant-based diet and there's more vegetarians, more than 400 million fewer animals were killed for food in the United States in 2014. Wow. Amazing. So the needle is moving. You know, there's about 2% of vegans in America, I think, at the moment, and um, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's all of us doing a little bit to make a change. Yeah. Now, where are you located? Um, now, I know that you relocated to this area. So what area are you in? Because I want to say that's I'm in Solano, that's Solano okay. County, right between Sacramento and San Francisco. Okay, so there's a project called the CERES. It's C-E-R-E-S Project. Mm-hmm. I think that you, I intuitively, and this is funny, I want you to look them up. Mm-hmm. Just look up Series Project. I intuitively think you need to be part of their team. I really do. Okay, no, that's as a, wonderful. As a nutritionist. I, oh. Yep. That'll be great. Are you are you in front of the computer right now? Um, I am in front of my phone computer. <laughs> yeah, type. Yeah, no, you need to type it in. C e r e s project dot org. I I really really feel like you need to be part of that and. They have different air, different chapters all over, and um, I just really feel so in tune. I know they're in Marin County, Sonoma County. They're jo- opening up in San Francisco, San Rafael, uh, okay. you know, all over the place. And um, what's really good about this is they take um, challenged teens out of school, Mm-hmm. And they put them in these kitchens with top chefs from all over our area, and you know how amazing the chefs are. Mm-hmm. And they teach them how to cook healthy meals for people that need food as medicine, teen empowerment, community education, you know, healing foods, basics, you know, and, and there's classes. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I mean, out of all of this, I really think my message for you today was, you need to call them. You need to be part of this. I'm I'm on their website, Serious Community Project. Yeah, and um, the um, person that founded it is a very good friend of mine, so you have my number. I want you to call me because I really think that um, you need to be part of this. Wow. It's giving back yeah. so much. You have no idea. You have no I idea. Actually, we're renovating our kitchen, and one of the goals that I had was we have a workshop space, and I've already mentioned this to Sandy, I wanted to open mm-hmm. it up to the community, possibly if it's do it, do something do like what they're doing, and you know, on a different classes. level, yeah, with the with the um, vegan stuff, yes, do it, yeah. vegan, <laughs> vegan, me. or just you know, healthy cooking vegan. for those who don't even do cook, it, but you know, <laughs> but look at yeah. look at the series project, get some ideas because I'm going to tell you, I have heard from some of the kids that were challenged teens, and we're talking about kids that would probably have gone to prison Mm -hmm. and whatever if they hadn't have gotten involved in this. And their Mm -hmm. goal was to become a chef, but they didn't know how. Right. And they learned, and they are so proud, and they are so – some of them have gone on to open their own restaurants and and, and a lot of different things. It's amazing. And they're so grateful. And um, a lot of the – a lot of the um 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 you know food places in our area, as you know, like Whole Foods and um mm-hmm. you know Sonoma Market and then Oliver's and all the you can see all the different people that are 
part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pretty amazing project. Take check it out. You know, really, um, I'm grateful that you were here today because this was really a lot, a lot for us. And I want you. Do you need to hang up? Because I know you're at work. You said. Do you want me to yeah. mute you so you can listen again more? Because I yeah, thought Sandy before I introduce yeah. you. I thought uh, we I could do. I, I wanted to mention that how Sarah and I met was through our work with Dr. Masaru Emoto and Water. And Sarah traveled the world, actually, um, as his translator. So, oh, wow. Uh, Sarah, I didn't know that. <laughs> and that's why I have that beautiful picture of you and Dr. Emoto up in our player. So for everyone listening and seeing this, so now I can now connect the dots Dr. Omoto, what a beautiful, beautiful human being and a message to the world. And Sandy's going to talk about that more and about the work that she's been doing with the Chopra Center. And she's a HOTO instructor. Now, you're a HOTO instructor, too, I'm I'm sure, correct? Yes, um, I am. Many, many moons ago, it seems like, huh, Sandy? (laughs) Fantastic. He was actually one of our teachers at uh, the Hato School that I was certified at in Tucson, Arizona. He was one of our uh, teachers for that certification program. So, um, wow. you know, there's no mistake how the three of us have come together and just the work and the message and the energy that we're, you know, putting out on the planet at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we have we have one person we're leaving out of all this who can't be here today, and that's Lex, your husband. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's Lex is also a HOTO instructor, and um, leading into my time with you, Sandy, I would like very much for all of us today, since it is Global Peace Day, um, to do the meditation that Lex um, had created for us for um, Global Peace Day. And I know it's now available on your website, and we can get into that more. Would you Do you want to do that first? Let's do that first, and then... We'll go into talking to you. Sure, that sounds great. Let's do that. And Sarah, I want to yes. thank you so much for being here. I'm so thank grateful you so much for, having me. for you being and part of my life. And um, you're close by, and I would really like for us to connect. Yeah, and, I'm very excited. And, you know, thank you for your work. And Sandy's phenomenal. So I'm sorry, Sandy, to miss your part live, but I'll re-listen. And um, and I'm sending you a big hug, Sandy. You too, Sarah. I send you much love and peace and gratitude from my heart today for your energy and your contribution to this world. And I know you've made my life so much better. So thank mm-hmm. you. Right back at you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Holly. Okay, God. Thank okay. You to all the listeners. Thank you, Sarah. Great. So with that, I want to say, since Sarah is going to listen to this later. Um, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards if you miss the beginning of the show. And um, if you'd like to call in, um, our next segment is going to be with Sandy Fox, um, founder of many different foundations, which I'm going to have her go down her list of amazing things she's doing for the world. And right now we're going to go into a very short meditation that I would like for everyone to enjoy on Global Peace Day. I think it's really important that we all connect. And when Lex did this um, meditation for us um, and created it, um, it was with 
all the intention of really bringing a lot of people together. And um, Lex, I'm sorry Lex is not here today. Um, Lex and Sandy lead a very uh, exciting life, and I'll have Sandy tell you a little more about what they do besides all their amazing work for the world. They are also doing amazing work to entertain people. So um, I am going to go into his meditation, and Sandy will be right back, okay? Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Here you guys go. So get into a place where you feel comfortable. Uh, if you're at work, you know, maybe just like close your eyes, try to relax. If you can't do it now, maybe later you can listen to this. And the meditation is available also on your website, correct, Sandy? Yes, it's available at loveplanetfoundation.org. Okay. All right. And here we go with the with the meditation. And we'll be right back with Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, Global Peace Day 2015. Here we go.
Now, how am I supposed to beat that? (laughs) (laughs) I hope everyone, I mean, I just like, I love Lex's voice. And just so we know, Lex, um, I didn't play it today, but Lex um, has gifted me and done um, my introductions for RVM and created an original piece of music that he owns that will hopefully be used for something very shortly um, when we introduce our Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio Show. And I want to thank him because he's just been such a help, and both Sandy and Lex both have. And Sandy, I'm sorry to say, gosh, we we have we have 25 minutes left. Oh, I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> but, okay, so first of all, Sandy and I have known each other for a long time. Um, Sandy, it seems like I've known you forever, ever, ever. Um, you, um, I met you when you were working with H2OM and uh, uh, created the company. And I know um, you want to tell the story and tell everybody a little bit about everything you're doing so we can get it kind of like down in the nutshell here because it gets really important. Sure. I mean, you can you learn... Are. About H2OM Water uh, at uh, Water with Intention at our website, h2omwater.com, and it even tells the story of how it was created. It came through after a series of very synchronistic events that led to a powerful dream that came through Lex, and it was a very divinely inspired you know, project of ours and um, with water and creating this um, bottled water brand that is not only eco-friendly and sustainable, but that also spreads the messages of higher thoughts and inspiring people to focus on the higher thoughts of love, peace, joy, prosperity, gratitude, and perfect health. So um, it's kind of a I'm putting it on my Facebook page now. I'm putting it yeah, on there for H- everyone. And we have a Facebook page, of course, H2OM Water, and also a Twitter page. But um, all the information on the company and how we got started is at H2OMWater.com. You can even order water there. You can order our beautiful mandala, uh, eco-refillables, and love, peace, and joy. And today we're featuring our peace water bottle for Peace Day. Yeah, which I um, did. Remember when we did the Peace Day concert? I did the Peace Day concert up here. And Sandy provided all the water for Peace Day. We I had Peace Day water, um, and it was amazing. It was just yeah, amazing. Yeah, it really yeah. does make a difference because we're we're greatly impacted by things that we take in visually. And just even having that bottle sitting in front of you with the words peace, love, joy, uh, it goes into our subconscious. And so we actually find ourselves you know, raising our vibration to those levels and actually experiencing those emotions and feelings and um, of love and gratitude and peace when we're, you know, exposed to those words. And even the the scientist the, or the water researcher that uh, Sara and I had worked with for years, he passed away last year, uh, Dr. Masaru Emoto. He has many books on the market. He's written books um all over the world, and you can learn more about him at emotopeaceproject.net. It was his whole his whole life work was dedicated to peace, and his his most powerful research was that he found when water was exposed to the words love and gratitude, that the combination of those two words actually created the most beautiful 
uh, molecular hexagonal structure in water under a microscope. And when you use negative words, it just it didn't even form. It wasn't even coherent. The crystal, it was, yeah, the crystals, the water crystals. Yeah. So he hey. felt like his whole message was yeah. that when we speak to each other, our words are very powerful, our thoughts are very powerful, um, and that when we speak to each other in with love and kindness and give thanks to each other and appreciation that these are the qualities that will shift our planet and create a more peaceful world. And not only out yeah. into the world and how we can affect others, but just our own daily thoughts of creating yeah. peace um, in our own mind. And I think that's what we're talking about today with meditation. Um, Lex and I uh, last year became certified meditation instructors at the Chopra Center under Deepak Chopra and his Primordial Sound Meditation Program. And what I wanted to say about, you know, today being the, the anniversary of the United Nations and what's happening in the world, I think of any of us uh, watching the news, reading the papers, you know, getting our news on Twitter, um, it can be very overwhelming, and I think what causes stress is that we don't know really what we can do, um, you know, about these things that are happening in the world. I mean, what can we really change about what's happening in the Middle East or in Russia and the Ukraine and and even in our own country? So I think that's where we come back to what are the three things we really can control, and uh, we have control over our mind and our thoughts. And um, we have control over what we put in our body and on our bodies and, like, in reference to what Sarah spoke to today. And then also our personal environment. What do we take into our home? How do we create that environment? Is it a peaceful environment or is it, you know, chaotic and cluttered and, um, you know, are we just consuming too much? You know, are we out of balance? So. That's where meditation, I believe, is one of the most powerful tools on the planet for creating um, inner peace, which will contribute to world peace. And, um, you know, what causes stress is suffering and unrest of the mind, and we're either living too far in the future or we're stuck in the past. And our mind kind of goes, swings that pendulum, you know, what do I got to do, what I have to do, I have so much to do, or, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have done that, or what happened yesterday, or, you know, where we focus that attention. And so what happens in meditation is you just give the mind an opportunity to quiet. And that's when, like, your true self, your, your authentic self, like the Greeks say, know thyself, is allowed to come forward and allowed to be more present because, the mind is quieter, and now that soul self, when we ask those four soul questions, who am I, what do I want, um, what is my purpose in life, and what am I grateful for? And, and those questions are so powerful because they really, you know, when we ask ourselves those questions, you know, different answers will come up every time, but you'll get to the core of what's really true, not what society feels is right for you or what family, you know, or friends or peers feel is right for you or, you know, what you feel obligated to, but really like your the true essence of who you are and why you're here and, and what is your contribution. And 
I believe all Native Americans believe that you came here with an individual vibration, a very specific vibration that is so unique to only you and that the world needs that vibration on the planet right now, not you trying to be someone else or trying to be, you know, fit into the the norm. So I, I feel meditation is a really powerful tool and it's very easy to do whether you're doing an active listening meditation like we just went through with Lex, or if you just are able to sit in a quiet place for 15 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the morning, and 30 minutes in the evening, and just allow the mind to quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, if, yeah, and if people want to know more, they can go to, um, they can of course check out Chopra.com, and they can learn about all their perfect health programs, meditation programs. Yep. If they want to ask me questions, they can go to sandyfox.com and just click on the little button on the front page that says meditation. It kind of explains all the benefits of meditation, and then they can email me uh, any questions. But some of the benefits that are in, you know, scientific studies that, that meditation can manage stress, reduce anxiety, improve your relationships, create inner peace, awaken your intuition, lower your blood pressure. It allows you to become less judgmental, more connected to spirit, and it it actually enhances your sleep. And we know how important sleep is to the body and um, the responses during the day. So um, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. It's one of the best things that I've ever uh, learned, and I feel it's such a gift. And um, we became teachers because we want to help others. Um, experience that peace every day and um, yep. yeah totally. it's very very exciting you're work you're perfect and, in that way yeah, and in my own personal mm-hmm. life yeah. what I've noticed is mm-hmm. I think the biggest change I've noticed is mm-hmm. um, I always I, or I, not always but I was very reactionary I'm very emotional person a sensitive person so I found myself after you? Medit- no <laughs> but after meditating for about a year, I really found myself, those buttons don't get pushed. You just mm-hmm. observe everything. So, um, yep. And you really realize what's yours and what's the other person's, you know, and, and whether it be in your relationship or a work situation. And you're just able to not react, I mean, not even overreact, but not even really have a reaction. It's just you respond instead of reacting. And that's really yeah, beautiful. Totally. Yeah, especially improving, um, you know, sleep patterns and just overall kind of balance, just feeling really balanced. Yeah, um, I want to ask you something really yeah. quick. Um, this is kind of an experiment, but if you don't, then we can just still do it, do it as an experiment. Do you have any of your um, Mandela, the Mandela water bottles left at all? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have love and joy. Those are the. Do you have a peace one? Yes, of course. You know what I was thinking? Would you be willing? I want to see who's still listening. Oh, absolutely. You want to do a giveaway? Who's listening? Okay. What I'd like to do is I would like to offer one of Sandy's peace bottles, and they're beautiful. I mean, beautiful. To whomever, I want 
and I want, and this is gonna because you have to be listening to know. I want you to email. I want you to. I want you to inbox me on Facebook because I know a lot of people are on Facebook. Let me know if you guys are listening. I want to know. I want the first person that inboxes me and lets me know that they're listening. I'm gonna send your information over to Sandy, and you'll receive a gifty in the mail. How's that? That would be wonderful. And actually, Holly, um, in the Vedic tradition, today is the is the day the law of giving and receiving. Oh so, wow! Yeah, it's creating circulation and how important it is okay. to not only give but to receive. So I would be happy uh, to give a peace bottle to. Okay, so you yeah, guys absolutely. listen. Either email absolutely. me, email me, or inbox me now. It starts now. The time tick 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 tick. And uh, <laughs> everyone knows me on Facebook. Um, and if you do not have me on Facebook, it's Holly. Steffi, S-T-E-P-H-E-Y, at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'm going to be checking in the next oh. few minutes to see who emails me. Because a two-hour show, we, we didn't know it was going to be this long, but it's an amazing show, and we still have some time left here. And I'm going to check my email real quick because I have a feeling that a lot of people don't have me on Facebook, and it's a lot easier. So, again, it's H-O-L-L-Y-S. T-E-P-H-E-Y at gmail.com. Now, don't spam me, guys, okay? But, <laughs> yeah, definitely email me because, as Sandy said, this is the day of, of giving. Is that what you said? It's the it's the law of giving and receiving. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I'm looking. Good- I'm checking my email, guys. You guys are slacking. I'm not getting, wait, hold on a minute. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm waiting. Come on, guys. We're, you've, I know there's lots of people listening. I'm looking at the numbers here. You might get one on afraid? the replay. <laughs> Are you guys afraid to get this This bottle's beautiful? It's actually beautiful. But anyway, if you want a bottle, and not just a bottle bottle, we're talking a piece of art bottle. Then um, um, let's see. You guys have to uh, be listening to the show and inbox me or email me. The first person that does that will be gifted the gift of life. So anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being really sarcastic today. <laughs> I'm just like in one of those moods. But you know, Global Peace Day to me means a lot of things, and um, I know peace polls. I um, uh, on Facebook, Gotta Have Peace, um, is is on there, and we are just launching our website, and um, I'm going to be including Sandy in on that website um, with links to her, different things that she's doing um, as our web mistress um, is working on that. And um, I want everybody to go there, sign up, you'll be on the mailing list, and also make sure to check out um, would you please give out your different websites for different projects you're um, doing, Sandy, so everybody can uh, kind of get in on that? Oh, absolutely. Um, LovePlanetFoundation.org. Um, that mm-hmm. is a, product, a project that Lex and I started back in 2001, and it's just uh, to help spread uh, awareness and create education for kids on the environment, sustainability, 
um, bringing to light the work of Dr. Masaru Emoto. We created the Hot O Kids program. Uh, it's a puppet show for kids that talks about water and water sustainability and how our energy affects ourselves in the world. And also they can check out h2omwater.com. And um, on Facebook, we have um, H2OM Water, Love Planet Foundation, and we also have Women for Water and Peace. And um, that's just oh, inviting. Yeah, we had her on last year, Women for Water and uh, Peace. Is women amazing. who uh, speak out, um, you know, in the media or at special events about water and water issues and how water issues around the planet, like Vernon said, really affects women and children. And mm-hmm. um, also, uh, yeah, so those are the sites to check out. And uh, if you want to learn more about meditation, you can either contact Lex at LexLang.com or go to LexLang.com or Sandy at SandyFox.com. And on both of our sites, we have a meditation button. So um, it's pretty exciting, uh, that work as well. Yeah, no, and, and now I would like... Um, you to tell everyone how you are also. Oh, wait, we got a message here. Hold on a minute. Oh, it's a message t- from Facebook. Sorry. Hold on. I know I've got other <laughs> other messages here, though. Oh, and I love your peace video that you have up. I'm on your page right now. Beautiful. Uh, the one okay, on the peace, he- Mandela. Yeah. I'm going to post a picture of the peace bottle, guys. You want this bottle and you're still listening, email me, inbox me, let me know, okay? So I really want this to go to the right person because there's a true intention on this bottle. I have one. I love my peace bottle. So tell us, our listeners, really quick. You're the official voice for Hello Kitty. The official voice for Betty Boop. He did Betty Boop commercial in Paris for Lancome and Mascara. Yeah, and I'm actually working on uh, a series of Betty Boop talking and singing toys that will be launched in 2016. So mm-hmm. that's very exciting. And um, I, I do a lot of uh, different, you know, we uh, Lex and I both do animation, mainstream animation, video games, um you know, Japanese anime, and uh, we do travel around. We are very blessed to be able to travel to Comic-Cons and different anime conventions around the country and around the world. So uh, that's a very exciting part of the work. Um, I love traveling and meeting new people and experiences. Tell me about, I know you've been doing a lot of the Comic-Con. Yes, we were recently at MCM Comic-Con in Ireland, in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, that was wonderful. Uh, We, You know, basically what we do at a Comic-Con or an anime convention is that we go and we have autograph sessions where we sign autographs or memorabilia. A lot of people will bring some of their DVDs or games to sign or some of their collectibles, and then we also will do a panel or two, um, everything from, um, you know, what people would want to know about being a voice actor and how to get into that industry to just um, something about our characters that we're working on on different shows. So it's um, it's really That's great. Amazing. Yeah, in voiceover, you know, you're usually working by yourself in a booth, 
and you don't you know you're working on sections of the project so you, it's you know it's very rare that you see the final product you have to go to the theater get the DVD or check out the game and so it's really nice to go to these conventions they'll do a screening of some of the you know the pro the projects we've worked on and then there'll be Q&As after and then we really get to meet the fans and how our you know breathing life into these characters has touched their lives and their experiences, you know, with the show. So it's it's really great. I'm I feel very blessed to um, to be a voice actor. I've been an actor since I was 14. Um, professionally, I started on stage in uh, Pittsburgh, where I'm from, performing at a theme you were, park. You were a Mouseketeer, too. No, I wasn't a Mouseketeer. I'm not that old. But um, I worked for Disney, <laughs> and I did shows at Disney. And I actually did – oh, I was actually the warm-up girl – for the new Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears and um, Justin Timberlake, and uh, when they were all just kids, I was actually I actually did warm up on the show. They were filming in Florida, but I worked for Disney oh, wow. for 13 years in many many aspects of entertainment there, and um, such a special place, such a special. It place. is, you know, yeah, and I know absolutely. that you traveled a lot. And our friend Joan Clark, I know that you've done a lot of work with her, and um, we have a goddess group um, on a very private goddess group, we should say, that we pray for the world and um, intentions and for all of our fellow goddesses that we are working with. And Joan Clark ha um, has been a guest quite a few times on my show, and she's created some amazing, also peaceful, um, well-being um, products that can bring you into your own, I think. Um, that would be... Absolutely. I mean, yeah. one, let's, if we want to talk about peace, I mean, one, another incredible way to feel peace is to spend time in nature. And um, I do believe, like a lot of Joan's work, she's working with the plant spirit medicines and all the the essential oils and the plant sprays and you know that's when we live in this world where we live in cities and these boxes and concrete kind of jungles we don't have that we don't always have access to nature or the beauty of nature or the energetic vibration of nature and that's what um, those kind of products, those natural organic products that even Sarah was speaking about, if we can use them on our body and use them in our personal space, um, that it's so important because it's connecting us again to that vibration of this planet, which is in our environment, which is an extension of ourselves. And so we really don't see the world. We see the world as separate, but it's actually our environment is an extension of ourselves. So mm -hmm. that's why Joan's work is so powerful, connecting you, reconnecting you, um, eating healthy food is another way to reconnect yourself to plant-based diet, um, even a majority. I'm not saying all or nothing because I don't believe in that, but just really integrating more and more plants and whole foods from the earth into your diet and organic foods into your diet and then meditation um, reconnecting with source the source of who you are which is pure potentiality and that infinite source of everything that exists in the world and so um, I think those are all wonderful ways to celebrate yeah, they are. 
celebrate Peace Day every day. It's something we can do every day. It's the little things, the little adjustments, the awareness. They pray every morning, no matter what, and hope he means peace. So that there, again, that just reconfirms all the ties I feel um, very closely to that whole um, networking. I know that you've been there and you've been, um, you have a, a name, Little Fox, I believe. Oh, Little Fox is just, yeah, that's my, that's one of my uh, email handles, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, my, my father was raised by his grandmother who was Blackfoot, and, um, and I've always felt more connected to indigenous ways on the earth than any religion, um, uh, I, I feel that a majority of humanity has become disconnected or forgotten their relationship to all things in the world, and I feel like that uh, every indigenous person that I have met has not, and that is just ingrained in them. It is natural to them where we are seeking spirituality, we are seeking, um, you know, this connection, uh, we are working for this connection, and it is it is a, a part of them. It is just a part of them, and that's what I strive for every day is um, I walk between the worlds <laughs> in the work that I do here in Hollywood and then my, you know, spiritual path with the ancient wisdom. But I feel like integrating that and creating that balance and being able to go into that world and bring that back into the work that I do. So that's why Love Planet Foundation has always been a, an important project for us is because uh, you know, your voice is so powerful, and media is so pow- such a powerful medium. And that's why I appreciate you, Holly, because you're out there and you're you're having people on your show that are actually wanting to make the world a better place and giving them a voice to the masses. And um, that's what I feel um, that we do as well. Is this is really Thank you so much for that. Whether we reach um... one person or a million people. Um, to yep. be able to use your voice for good, and um, that's you know that's that's one of our missions of Love Planet Foundation is to really. Oh uh, yeah, and you know, it's crazy. Into- so many people are listening live right now. I want to say really quick because we only have a few minutes left. Sure. Um, this um, today's Monday. I'm like so caught up in the moment. Today's Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Wednesday, I have Ron Apria. <laughs> who's going to be doing his John Lennon um, tribute jazz CD, which he's gotten rave reviews. It's amazing. I'll get you a copy, Sandy. It's amazing. Um, He'll be on Wednesday. And Thursday, I have the um, pleasure of being on Angela Bowie's um, radio station. She's going to be interviewing me about Red Velvet Media and about all the different things I'm doing, which I'm definitely going to be talking a lot about what you're doing, Sandy, on there. And also okay. about the Hopi Indians and giving all the sites out, yeah. And then on um, Friday, uh, we will be doing a show with Film Freeway, which is an amazing outlet for people who are doing indie films. And even you, Sandy, can submit a film, and it'll go up in front. It's going to be part of the film festival. Um, and uh, I'm a judge on that, and we're going to be doing it. I've seen some amazing films so far in Tibet, and I'm going to send you one that you will just blow your mind. It's private, but it's just, like, really 
unbelievable what's happening in Tibet and China and stuff right now mm. um, with the Chinese. But I want to say to you, thank you so much for being here today. Um, and I want to say to everyone out there um, to enjoy, you know, Global Peace Day um, however you can. And I'll be sending you, Sandy, the name of the person that has inboxed me that has been listening to the show. And it's a fuck, freak, freaking, I'm just going to say a bad word, freaking crazy. How many people are listening live? This is crazy. So for everyone out there, please create peace. And however your intention is, um, you know, light a candle, um, say a prayer for peace. And we're going to end the show with a song that was sent to me. Um, We were going to end it with Imagine because that's something that really Dr. Emoto really loved and with his water crystals. Um, And unfortunately, I wasn't able to upload it. But I do have another song I'm going to be ending with. And um, I want to thank Lex for his meditation today that he provided for us. And I want to thank you for being here and bringing, and I want to thank Vernon. Did you get in touch with Vernon? I left a message, yeah. He's probably out of range, but I did leave a message with Becky. And, um, you know, he's, uh, again, please visit blackmesatrust.org and spread the word because that's what we need. We need people power to help spread the word and and bring good. There's only 6,000 Hopi left, and we got to help them. So <laughs> okay, we, want, we want their vibration to stay on the planet as well. So thank totally. you. And with that, we're going to get to hear um, Lex closing my show and then a killer song. With that, Sandy, thank you so much for being here today. I love you so much. And Holly, happy Peace Day to you. And, yeah, let's keep the peace flowing, and, uh, and thanks yep. for all the good work you're doing. You're very welcome. Here you guys go. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time.
Oh, what? 